You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian. So we've hinted at it a little bit here, but I I think it's important to touch on this a little bit because it seemed like it got some discussion on social media, some people a little concerned with it. And that was some of the chatter coming out of this practice against Denver is that the Broncos were physically the more imposing football team. And I've said pretty consistently going back to last year that that was the way you beat the Cowboys last season was you just punched them in the mouth. If you play physical football, they had trouble with it. All their losses last year were largely the most physical games that they played. You know, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, uh, the Raiders to an extent. Uh, the Broncos, um, Tampa, San Francisco, all those games were very physical football games for them, and that's where they most seemed to struggle. They were a finesse football team for the most part on both sides of the ball. I think that when you know you and I have talked to people around the team, that was definitely something they wanted to fix this year. They wanted to fix culture and toughness and and find those aspects. So I think it was a little discouraging for people that when you take the team last year, Denver, that really seemed to kind of push over the first domino to their struggles in the second half of the year, it's a little disappointing when you heard kind of the same things coming out of there that, man, they got pushed around a little bit. They got, you know, physically bullied a little bit. Uh, so on a broader discussion, not so much as with that narrow practice, through seeing this team for three weeks out in Oxnard now, uh, where do you feel this team's at physically? Do you think this is a team getting to be, you know, are they becoming more of a physical football team? Or do you think we're still looking at, hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to probably largely still be a finesse football team for a year, and they're going to have to – chip away at some of this before they really change that aspect of their football team. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, yesterday, if you watch the game or the practice on DallasCowboys.com, I felt like I was kind of watching the offense more than there was the watching the defense. But I know from our time at training camp, I've been much more impressed with what the defense has been able to do. I've been impressed with the way they've been able to control the line of scrimmage in the running game. I've been impressed with the way they've been able to defense passes in the back end. Uh, I've kind of felt like that they were in good position on coverages and routes, assignment sound and all that. Where I was worried was, you know, offensively, and they showed the Cowboys offense, you know, quite a bit yesterday. And what was bothersome to me was even on the simple, we're going to have an outside running play, whether it's a crack toss Uh, which is when you bring the wide receiver, you have a wing on the outside, and he slams down on the end man in the line of scrimmage, and then they pull everybody around. Even with all that being done, they didn't get any push. They didn't get the crack sealed well enough. They couldn't get the guys out. All of a sudden, it was just kind of muddled. And, you know, that is a play where – you get that crack, and now you got big bodies on linebackers and then big bodies on secondary players, safeties and corners, and you capture that edge. That is a physical play. That's that, you know, we talk about, oh, just run straight ahead and see what you get. No, 
Crack Toss is a, we're coming downhill and we're going to make this happen. And there were a couple of times in the running game yesterday where I didn't feel like there was good cohesiveness between blocker and blocker to push the down guy and then get to the second level to get a block to allow the back to get up inside. You know, I felt like there was a lot of uh, Denver defenders, much like what we saw in Oxnard, Cowboy defenders on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, playing on the offensive side of the ball. And I felt like that yesterday with, uh, you know, run blocking is about coming off the football, you know, getting under the man and then finding a way to get that push. Didn't see that nearly enough yesterday with the Cowboys when it came to running the football when they of the of the plays I saw. So I will be uh, I'll be keeping an eye on is there better fit and finish in the game tomorrow night. And just from Miami, you talking about that, you know, the difference between how the defense has played the offense in Oxnard and, and just in some of these mixed practices and things like that. Do you think that this football team is going to be physical? Because they clearly have talked a lot about they want to run the ball. That's what they, they've chattered about a lot this offseason and a lot into Oxnard. Do you think that this football team is going to be physical enough for that to be a viable game plan. Cause to me, that, that's part of my trepidation about the idea of this being a running football team or them trying to do it is that I just honestly don't know that that offense has the toughness. I don't know that you can swap that out overnight. I just don't know that they're physical and tough enough at this point to actually get away with that as a primary mode of attacking a defense. I think the physicality is going to come from their quarterback. And I know that sounds funny to say, but I believe it's tough, and I trying to be a, it's tough when you're trying to be a running football team. Yeah, I, yeah, and I'll say it in this way. I, you know, I believe I said it on 105.3 The Fan today on the G Bag Nation. I really believe the bloodied, muddied Dak Prescott will be the best version of Dak Prescott, yep. and maybe, maybe it, that physicality will come from him. And I'm not talking about running over people, but that type of mindset, the rough and tumble type of Dak Prescott, the one that if it's third and two, he gets six. Or if it's third and five, he makes a throw to get a first down. But maybe the next third down, he's running again. I, I'm i not saying they're going to live on Dak Prescott running the football, but I think they're going to live on – the energy that Dak Prescott brings as a physical player. And if they could draw cues from that, that might be the best way that they, they show some physicality on their offense. Yeah. See, that's a, that's an interesting point And one that I don't know that a lot of people think of, because I think when a lot of people think of tone setting and things like that, they think of defenders, they think of somebody like a defensive side, like, you know, hitting a ball carrier really hard, laying the wood, doing things like that. Um, like Micah Parsons, I think people felt like there were times Micah Parsons when he would do things in games, specifically the Washington game sticks out to me. You remember he had those two sacks and like four plays or whatever in the first half. And it felt like the entire defense fed off of that energy from Micah Parsons. It feels like when Trayvon Diggs is making plays and Trayvon Diggs is, you know, talking trash that everybody feeds off that. I don't know that people think of it the same way on offense, like, like typically, but that is an interesting point that if, because I do remember people have always said that within the building about Zeke, that they say that's something you can't measure the, with statistics or anything else is the type of 
tone that Zeke sets for the entire offense when he's running over people. That it, that it gets the rest of the offense playing more physical. But you think that may be a, something that's on Dak's head this year? Like, hey, well, I, I choose to be that guy choose, and set that tone. Yeah, I kind of feel like last year. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You went through the, let's make sure that Dak's okay bit. Let's protect Dak. I'm not saying like Dak needs to take like lower his shoulder and take on linebackers and safeties and stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when Dak Prescott feels the need to go make a play, and I'm not just talking about throwing the football. I'm talking about Dak Prescott seeing the coverage is tough. Now he's got to run for a first down. He dives. That's that's toughness. It's, I mean, that's that mindset that that's that mindset that you're gonna you're going to get a first down no matter what, you know? And I, I just feel like that's that's where this Cowboy offense needs to to take a cue from their quarterback, that he's back to being that 2016, 2017, you know, where he's, you know, he's not thinking about injury or anything like that. He's just being Dak the football player. And I I see the line like, hey, our guy's giving it up. The backs say, hey, our guy's giving it up. Receivers say, hey, our guy's giving it up. You know, the coaches say, hey, our guy's giving it up. You know, you get my drift here. It's it's about him, about him, and he could carry the team that way. That they that they could they could they could draw from his strength as a leader and as a player making plays. It's it's funny you mentioned that because I think one thing. You will never have anybody tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm going to I'm gonna spoil something for the fan base. So I, I hope I don't like, you know, basically tell you Santa Claus isn't real or something like that here. But, uh, I mean, of course, these real children that might be listening to this podcast, I'm just saying, uh, is that a, a, a point that does not get discussed enough about the magical season that was 2016 is how much the offense – fed off of that new blood, that new energy that he brought. That was more than any other reason. The reason they didn't switch back to Tony Romo was not because Romo wasn't a better player. Romo was a better football player at that point. Mm -hmm. That unit played better, played more inspired football with Dak Prescott. And that's something that they won't tell you necessarily on the record, but I'm telling you that was a feeling shared by a lot of people in that building is, this football well, team up to play their game when Dak Prescott's in here because they feed off of him and they believe in him. Let's be let's be if you want to pull back the curtain a little further, look what Tony Romo's best friend on the team was Jason Witten. And mm-hmm. then you had Des Bryant as well. And two veteran offensive leaders both felt like that Dak Prescott gave them the best chance to go win a Super Bowl. Those I know asking Witten and I know talking to Brian at, at that time, they were both like, listen, this these two guys, Zeke and Dak, 
they are giving us life. They are giving, we are believing in these young guys and we can see it and we can see it in their play. And yeah, I mean, they, they need that again. I know it's, you know, seven years removed going into, but they need those guys to, and and you're not going to get Zeke at 2016 level, but if you could get Zeke where him and Pollard are doing what they did those first eight weeks, that makes things a whole lot easier on Kellen Moore, the play caller, for sure. Is there, and I, I don't mean to take this to a, a sad spot for Cowboys fans. When we talk about that was new blood in 2016, and we talk about how the team's going to need to really feed off the energy of what Dak and Zeke do and things like that. Is some of the ability that when you're seven years deep into this, that the way they may tap into it may need to be from the focus of, look, our time might be running out together, to be honest. We don't know how much longer it's going to be here. Things are always changing around the NFL. If we're going to do it, we need to do it now. Is that where maybe some of that freshness is going to need to come from in a year like year seven where it can become potentially a little, uh, you know, mundane, like just, you know, the same thing over and over again. But but in order to get that newness or that freshness or that jump from that group again, that maybe needs to be in the sense of like, hey, one last time we got to we got to make this work. Yeah, I, I think you're clearly on to something because we don't know, you know, we don't know what Zeke's situation is going to be after this year. They they always talk about Zeke the warrior and all that stuff like that. But, you know, if the team doesn't have success, then is it worth having a guy that the numbers continue to go down? You know, I mean, yeah. that's the evaluation you have to make. And, you know, they're better off doing something else thing you know because if something happens to the coaching staff I believe that they'll say okay well let's bring in somebody and offense it it might not be Sean Payton but if it's an offensive minded coach they'll say well let's give Dak one more year with a guy that we feel like can maybe help him offensively see if we can see if we could get something out of this and you know if that's not the case if they struggle again then it's not going to be out the coach. It's going to be about moving on from Dak. Well, you've already maybe moved on from Zeke as well. So yeah, um, you, you don't, you're not guaranteed anything in this league. So you need to make, and that's why every, they always talk about these coaches talk about how every year the team is different. It's different in the way it evolves. And with both Dak and Zeke, you know, especially with Zeke and the running back longevity or the lack of, it makes things even more difficult for him. Uh, one more thing here just before we get into the the Twitter mailbag, jumping back to the idea of the some of the toughness or, or some of the energy for the team coming from the quarterback and not necessarily what he does, you know, with his arm, but equally what he does with his legs. When you were in Green Bay, how did how did the team feed off of things when Favre would make a play with his legs? When Favre was, you know, yeah tough run for a first down was that was that consistently something that the team would feed off of yeah you always you know the I I go all the way back to with with Brett when he first started basically you know he'd drafted in 91 but when he started with us he'd been in the league for a year and it wasn't always pretty I mean it was there were throws that were crazy and the you know there were there were mistakes and stuff like that but the time when he was able to make that throw between two defenders that were colliding or he pulled the ball down. We won a game. uh, We won a game uh, against the Falcons 
and I want to say it was in 93, we're playing at County Stadium in Milwaukee and fourth down. And if he gets stopped short, we lose the game. And, you know, it was it was described as the most brilliant and stupid play at the same time, the way that he was able. And but these 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 his teammates fed off that. They fed off that energy. They fed off that toughness. They're like, listen, if he's going to sacrifice his body for me, I have to do the same for him. And I think that's what we're right now with the toughness with Dak. You know, Dak is out there playing that rough and tumble type of football, which he thrives in. I think the teammates see that, and that's where you get some of that toughness from. You're listening to the Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.